Hello and welcome to the second season of the Triple G Living God Goes and Grind podcast. I am Ebony Vaughn, your gracious founder and host, and I am excited to be here another week. This week, we are continuing in our Triple G series, The L's of Business. What's the L's you say? Leadership, lifestyle, legacy, and love. Today we have with us Valencia Goodson of Goodson National Trucking Company and Goodson Management Group. She is a wife, mother, grandmother, serial entrepreneur, and community leader. This powerful woman of God is truly living the Triple G life, and I am honored to have her share with us her invaluable experience as an entrepreneur. Valencia will be talking to us about leadership and love and the personal and professional balance of being in business with your spouse. Make sure you tune in as she drops true wisdom for us as we journey through purpose. Now, Kingdom family, let's dig in. Hi, everyone. My name is Valencia Goodson. And I am going to talk about today um, a very important topic that is very important to me. However, um, leadership and love. Um, it's the personal and professional balance of being in business with your spouse or, uh, or significant other. So my husband and I have been together for 21 years or 22 years, he, he, he reminds me all the time. Um, and we have been in business together for 18. I'm a by profession a project manager, and we have a um, project management consulting and logistics company called Goodson Management Group. And then we also own a trucking company called Goodson National Trucking Company, and we have been in business, as I said, for 18 years. And <clears throat> there, of course, has been you know some trials and tribulations <laughs> in that area um, because when you have a spouse or a significant other that you have a romantic relationship with and um, a professional relationship with, the waters can get muddy, right? Because it's like, how do you, in the daytime, conduct business? Something throughout the day was a little rocky. You guys had a miscommunication and then you go level on each other at night. Doesn't work, right? <laughs> I can tell you many a night it didn't work for me, right? <laughs> so, um, over the years, you know, with some key information that I've learned, um, counseling and some some other, you know, great resources, um, we figured out how to make it work. So um, I just wanted to, you know, share a couple of points of what seemed to work for us. And so the first thing I would say is the self-love and self-care, um, you know, to me is a prerequisite uh, to leadership and love, right? That, that's the prerequisite because you have to have yourself right first before you can be available to anybody else, right? And so there are three, there are three points that have helped me. Uh, one is daily affirmations. Um, every day, you know, I get up in my office, I have uh, three, affirmations that you know i live by each and every day they motivate me and push me every single day as a matter of fact there are four uh the first one is bet on you 
I always say, and I always share with people that I talk to um, in, in a professional world, let's say, not necessarily as an entrepreneur, but, you know, there are people that are in a professional field and they're doing their work, right? And, you know, they sacrifice so much for their company, corporate America, or it could be a private entity. And, you know, I always say, if things, something could happen or, you know, something they don't agree on, um, and they keep it hidden, they keep it bottled up. I say, listen, at the end of the day, bet on you. Do what you think works best for you. Because at the end of the day, corporate America is gonna always do what's best for them. And it's never personal, it's business. So always bet on you in each and everything you do, whether it be personal or professional. The second thing is forward ever, backwards never. So this comes from uh, the late Jerome Dyson Wright, which happens to me, my uncle, <laughs> and one of Baltimore's pastime legends, urban historian and storyteller. Uncle Dyson instilled in me very young as a little girl, don't ever go back, always go forward. And I have followed that in relationships and everything, because I feel like there was a reason you left, whatever that was, don't go back. Right. And so that's another thing I live by each and every day. The third one is aggressive people finish first. Now, I learned that from Dr. Eric Thomas. I don't know if you guys know him, but I watch him on YouTube a lot. If you don't follow him, you know, he's a profound motivational speaker. I think he has an athletic background. He is so passionate and just in your face with, you know, just some really great knowledge. And when I hear aggressive people finish first, you know, that could be taken a couple of different ways. It could, because some people look at aggressive people, they are intimidated by them, right? But clearly what that means is, listen, if you want it, get it. And whatever you gotta do to get it, do that, right? I mean, within reason, obviously, right? But aggressive people finish first. So you can sit back and be comfortable if you like. It's your life, right? So whatever you choose to do, do it. But there are some people that are hungry each and every day. And so they are the aggressors. And they are aggressive to what they want, what they want to pursue. And so I, that resonates to me because that is me. I am a hustler at heart. Like every day I get up, there is a flame in my body that wants to go out and give 150% every day for me and my family. And I think about being the aggressor. I wanna finish first, I wanna be successful. So I keep that in mind. And my last one is a, um, it's a quote. It's actually a little uh, frame on my desk. A good girlfriend of mine, Lisa, gave me. <clears throat> um, there was a time when I felt burnt out. And um, one day I seen her and she gave me this gift. And the, quote says, I didn't get it all done in a day either. God. So what that said to me was God is saying, I didn't get it all done in a day either. So you shouldn't worry about it either. And this is on my desk. And I look at this each and every day because as I do juggle multiple businesses, I, I'm, I'm a taskmaster. As a project manager, I'm a taskmaster, right? So I have my little tasks and things that um, I feel like I need to get done in a day. And I'm so focused on that, that I'm not focused on the fact that, Valencia, if you don't get it done in a day, it's okay. Just move those tasks to the next day. 
but you know I'm always trying to pursue or get done what I said I was going to do so this resonates to me because it says chill <laughs> you did good today with what you accomplished and if you didn't get it done today it's okay do it tomorrow right so these are the affirmations that I resonate to and I read each and every day before I start in terms of self-care um mental health that's number two mental health therapy being willing to get professional help for past hurt or trauma it's okay to say I'm not okay and this is important to me because I have past you know childhood hurt and trauma right and what ends up what ends up happening is that we just become adults with the same hurt and trauma. It doesn't go anywhere. It just turns into something else, right? And it's interesting that I'm on this podcast of Ebony's <laughs> because Ebony is one of my best friends from many, many years. So I was there when she was studying, um, you know, mental health therapy and social work. And to remember the times that, you know, she didn't want to hang out because she's in her studies, right? But she was a therapist even before she studied it. She was the one that would say, um, it, it's interesting because I laugh at it now. Um, something she would say, she was so honest. Now, you don't want to hear the honesty, but it was honest. And I go back, I always went back to it. I say, yeah, sometimes the truth hurts, but I'd rather know the truth than not. And Ebony was like my unofficial therapist before she became a therapist. <laughs> because she will always give me very true advice. And it was the advice that I needed to hear. Rather I did something with it at the time or not, she gave it to me. And that is something that that had resonated with me all my life. And so Ebony was my first therapist. <laughs> and then years, years later, you know, of course, when, you know, things are bubbling up as I'm getting older and I'm just not understanding what is happening, who do I turn to but Ebony? Because she was the first one that I had known as a therapist, somebody that I could trust. She, you know, she she knows the questions to ask. You know, she was, I felt like it really helped me. So what she said was, Valencia, you should find a therapist in your area. And I say, yep, you're right. So it took me a little time. So I'm gonna share this with you only because I know there's some people out there that says, how do you find a therapist, right? These people don't know me. This was me. I was saying, this was the couple of things that I did. I wanted a female. I wanted a female who was familiar with where I came from in the urban culture, right? It wasn't that I wanted somebody who was just book smart as a therapist, but that you understand the culture. You either came up in the culture, so you know what the culture looks like. As I'm talking to you, certain things you're gonna understand. Don't give me the textbook version because I can read the book too, right? And so that was very key to me. And lo and behold, in my neighborhood, there was one African-American female therapist in my area at the time. I think we now have about three or four, but there was only one. And it, it, it was amazing because when I went in there that day, they like did a little evaluation and they were gonna pair me with a Caucasian lady. And I said, wait a minute, 
um, I came to see, and I said her name. And they said, oh, oh, you would be well with her. And he was absolutely right. Because it's because of her, and I go every two weeks. And sometimes I don't have, necessarily have to have an issue, but it's just good to have that resource, that comfort that you can go to somebody and literally dump whatever it is you're feeling, right? It doesn't matter what that is. But whatever it is, I just want to be in a good mental space. And sometimes when there are things that I just don't understand, um, or I need somebody professionally to help me make sense of what I'm thinking, that is what they're there for. So I just want to say for those who think that therapy is not, um, you know, maybe you feel like, you know, the one thing I hear a lot is a stranger can't tell me about me, but that's not true. That's not true at all. They they are um, equipped with the questions that will help unpack things. Um, and so I say everyone should go to mental health therapy. It does not mean you're crazy. It does not mean that something's wrong with you, but there are some inner things that you know about that you gotta get clear with, right? And so that is another part of my self-care is mental health therapy. And the third one, which was something that my mental health therapist told me <laughs> was to have just be time. Just be means um, whatever it, so let's say there's um, an hour a day. You allocate an hour a day. And this hour a day is strictly for you. You could watch television in this hour. You could go for a walk. You could go to retail therapy. You could do whatever it is that makes you feel happy. That is what you do during that time. And so for me, I use my time. I either go to health and wellness, a health and well, a health and wellness center in my neighborhood that I love. I like to go there. I'm as a sauna and cryo and compress. I do everything that makes me feel good. This is my personal time. So I like to do that. Um, I sometimes take a walk. I walk away from this computer, walk around the block, come back, right? Um, I love retail therapy. <laughs> so when I get a chance to go to the store, um, even if it's just a browse around, I do that, right? So it's whatever makes me feel good inside, right? That's my form of self-care. So they are my three self-care or self-love uh, tips that I would leave you if that works for me. So now I'll move into the couple's work like love balance. So now I got me straight, right? I have some control over me. Uh, things are going well, right? I, I have a great balance of self. So now how do I communicate with my spouse who I'm working with every day in addition to having a romantic relationship with? And so I have four points that I like to share. So the first one is <clears throat> communicate. No matter how uncomfortable the topic may be. Now, what's interesting about that, I know somebody said, well, yeah, they always say communicate. It is so important. That word, it has so much weight on it because I don't know how many times if anybody can relate that you know you two may have a disagreement or something might be said and you hold it in um you react to it right 
um, a lot of people suffer in silence. A lot of people suffer in silence. And so what I've learned over these years with my husband is there was times when I did too. I wasn't suffering, but I just wasn't saying what I was feeling, right? I would just say, uh, you know, pick your battles. I'm not going to worry about it, right? But really, it was bothering me. And what that, what that does when you do that is you make your spouse think, well, she must be okay. She ain't never said nothing to you, right? No. Whatever you feel, say it. Now, I think we spend so much time figuring out what the reaction is going to be. Well, he probably going to be upset. He going to probably get to fussing and that we're fussing. Never mind that. I say get it off of me. Because to communicate doesn't mean that the communication is always going to be, you know, a, a friendly conversation, right? Some of them could get heated, but it's just a part of the discussion, right? It doesn't mean that the two of you have to be mad. It's just, I'm being honest with you. We're just talking. It took us a while to get to that. Now, today, we're at a point where, and this actually just happened the other day, is that we had a conversation. I brought up a subject that I knew was going to irritate him. <laughs> I knew it was a, I knew it was a conversation that had to be had. And I figured, let me just go ahead. And we were at dinner, right? Out, out for dinner. So I knew it wasn't going to escalate, but so much because we were out. But his reaction was just what I knew it would be. He got upset and he was fussing. And listen, I never backed down. I said, well, I just wanted to share it with you. I mean, you know, I'm just sharing it with you. I mean, you know, calm your nerves. Um, but I just wanted you to know because that's what we're supposed to do. Like, I should be able to come to you and say whatever I feel. Well, later on that evening, on the way home, what happened? He then said he wanted to explain himself. See, now he was calm, right? So he explained himself and he said, well, you know, um, I wasn't upset with you. Um, you and, and he began to talk. It was sensible, right? So although the beginning of the discussion was a little rocky, I still maintained, I, I didn't flare up, right? I, because at the end of the day, this is my husband whom I love. I, I don't want to disrespect him. I don't want to cause any harm to him, but I do want to be honest. So I want to be honest with me and him. And so sometimes we can't focus on what the reaction is because I think we're trying to control the whole situation. Just get it off of me. And if it's, a, if it's a subject that is a little testy, sometimes you got to walk away from the subject and come back, right? But no matter how uncomfortable the topic may be, you got to communicate. Number two, <clears throat> avoid taking weapons to every fight. And what I mean by fight is I mean conversation. So uh, my husband and I, um, connect to a black couples getaway group. It's like a travel group of urban professionals. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful um, organization. And we've been on like two of their summer trips. And the one thing that I love about them is that on the trip, which they always do in excellence, it's about maybe, I don't know, maybe 75 to 100, maybe more couples that attend. <clears throat> they have what's called a relationship empowerment session. Uh, two days 
the first one, they put all the couples in one room and we do couple activities and there might be a speaker. It's profound. But then the second day, they split the husbands and wives up into two separate rooms. There's a male speaker for the men. There's a female speaker for the women. And that last summer, there was a woman there and I, I really was trying to find her name to give her the credit for this. Um, and maybe Ebony, I'll, I'll share it later, but she was amazing. But anyway, um, we were just having conversation, right? Um, and I asked the question, you know how you're in a room full of women that you don't know, right? Most people won't say anything. Um, they don't want to really expose their situation or, you know, I, and I get it. But me, I don't have an issue because if I came in to get help, or I'm, if I'm in a safe space, which that's what you told me this was, right? Um, I, and I want help, I'm gonna ask the question. So the question that I asked was, <clears throat> how, how would you approach this? I said, I'm a pretty strong woman. I said, you know, but I, this is just who I am before the profession. Like, you know, I, and maybe I got it from my father because he was the same way, right? And so I'm always on 10. I'm a project manager, so I'm always moving and shaking and controlling and managing, right? That's who I've become as a profession based on who I was as a person. And so me um, having to juggle most things, I tend to not know when to dial that down. So during the day, this is who I am in my work, but now I'm off work. And now I'm with my husband, but I'm still on 10. And so how, what advice do you have to help those like me dial it down, like separate the two, right? And so she gave me two points. And I'm gonna tell y'all, I've been following them since I heard it and it works. So the first one was <clears throat> avoid taking weapons to every fight. So her question to me was, um, Whenever, whenever you go to combat or you go to fight, what do you take with you? Said your weapons. She said, that's absolutely right. She said, but ask yourself, for every fight, do you need to take your weapons? What that means is for every conversation that you're gonna have with your spouse or your significant other, do you have to take those weapons to every fight or to every conversation? And that was truly eye-opening mm -hmm. because what it made me see was when I'm talking, because I have been told multiple times that I'm on 10. And you know, like he always says, don't try to project manage me or stop trying to control me, right? But this is not something intentional I'm doing. This is just me every day, and I need to find out how to dial it down. So when she said that, do you have to take weapons to every fight? What I think, what I thought about after I heard that, every time I speak, that question comes up first. And what that does, it makes me calm down, number one, because do I need to approach this with a weapon? No, I don't. So it makes me calm down. That's good. And yeah, and then I approach the conversation, right? That to me probably was the, aside from all the activities, that session there 
was money well spent. And so that's what I think about. I don't have to take a weapon to every fight. First of all, why am I taking a weapon to this fight? This is my husband. I'm not fighting him, right? So that that to me was um, a great lesson that calm down first. Take him, ask yourself this question first before you go into any discussion. Because you don't, the object is not to fight him. He's not an enemy, but that allows you to calm yourself down. And that's good. I want to jump right in there for a second because you said a mouthful with that. Um, You know, effective communication is so, so important, um, especially in marriage, but especially when you are business partners um, with your, you know, with your husband, because at the end of the day, both of you are bosses, right? And so, you know, sometimes it's like, who you talking to? Who you talk to? You think this and I think that, you know, so you go back and forth. And so, you know, what I always say when I talk to people and even when I'm considering, you know, my conversation with my husband is timing, tone, and temperature. Those three things you should always be cognizant of when you, um, you know, get into communication, you know, with your significant other and also with other people. But I think, you know, as you are describing the life of being in partnership or being, um, you know, a business partner with your husband, these are things that are so important because they can, stuff can get really hot up in there. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And, and and so I'm sharing this. I'm I'm sharing with you clearly my experience. It is not nothing that I saw. It is something that I am I've lived and am living. And you know, <clears throat> you're, you're right. You got to communicate. And I, I love that, Ebony. Timing, tone, and temperature. That is so simple, mm-hmm. but so powerful. Yep. Know the time to speak the tone you use and check the temperature as this conversation is going on. Absolutely, because you got to know when to bail out. You got to yes. know when to put that coat on. You understand what I'm saying? You need to know when to shut down. It's time to stop. <laughs> listen, and listen, the thing is that I am generally the one that will walk away. Okay. Because I see that we're not going to, okay, this here is gone too far. So maybe we should, you know, let's, you know, disperse, disperse for now. And maybe we come back and look at this later, right? And generally we do. Um, And then I noticed that when we do, it's generally him calling back and with with a cooler head, right? And we just talk. You'd be amazed that sometimes you gotta walk away Mm -hmm. and come back, right? And talk, right? It, it, it has always worked for us. And then the third thing, which kind of encompasses this, is to leave business conversations outside of the bedroom and level one another. This was the second thing she shared. <clears throat> so as you know, being in partnership all day long, we are talking about business, right? But, and, and what generally happens is, these conversations go into the bedroom and we still talking, right? We done talk so much that now we're tired. We have not had any romantic time because everything is about business. 
Well, what she said is leave, leave that car. Because when you do that, which I did, I noticed that there were times when we went into the bedroom and I said, oh, I'm off. <laughs> I'm off work. We were not talking about business. The only thing that you can do in that room is get into each other, right? Like now you have all this time to get into each other. That is if you guys want to watch a movie together. Um, I, we have what is called, thanks to my therapist, we have what is called love sessions. And so sessions could, it's, it's broad. Love sessions could be just cutting on some music, and candles, and dance. Right? I love to dance. So I find that romantic to just dance. We listen to some music and we just dance. The kind of, you know, the energy between the two of you, right? It is, it's, it's romantic. So you can do that. You know, you can have intimacy, right? It's many things you can do, but the key is that you have uninterrupted time to bond with one another. It, the business is on the opposite side of that door. And when you go out there tomorrow, you can pick that back up. But right now, strengthen the romance and the intimacy in your relationship and just get into both of you. And I found that to be <clears throat> most valuable because what it did for me is it helped me discover some things and things that we needed to work on in our romantic life. And then it was fun, and it is fun for me to incorporate other things, right? To make it even better. So. I felt that leaving those business conversations outside of the bedroom is highly effective. And then the fourth thing, the last thing um, for us is never stop dating each other. <clears throat> we used to have date night every Saturday ritual. Um, of course, as things have picked up in our life and you know, business got a little bit more hectic and consistent, um, we slept. But we do get it, and we what turned out every Saturday is now where we can get it. Um, when he comes in town, <clears throat> what I find most romantic now is that when he gets in town, I'm anticipating the week because I know when he gets home, I want to, like, I'm creating activity. Like, what do we do for these two days before he goes back out, right? Like, this, so now this, I create these date nights or these dates that we have. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I love that now. Um, I know that we have limited time, but the time is going to be just us. So never stop dating each other. I think that enhances the romantic part of your relationship as well. So that is all my nuggets. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I was thinking about, you know, all the things you talked about in terms of the communication piece, the boundaries, um, you know, and also the balance because those boundaries, it for you is leaving business conversations out the, you know, out the bedroom. And it's also, you know, for the balance part, it's about still dating and finding that romance. What do you do when you disagree in business? How does that affect your home life? That is a very good question. Because the one thing that is difficult sometimes for us to do <clears throat> is to turn off, right? To make the transition. Yeah. I've been there many a times. 
in the beginning, I didn't do so well with it. Look, I was going in the room heated. Look, <laughs> I was going in the room heated. And look, back turned. But what I learned over time was that is business. That has nothing to do with this personal relationship. And so I learned to compartmentalize the two. Like I said, with the help of that information that I learned last summer at the relationship empowerment session, a lot was unpacked and a lot of awareness was learned from that. And so you may not disagree, you may you may disagree, but again, um, and again, we, we, we do it all the time, but again, I think we're much better today because as we're getting older, I think you keep top of mind that business is business and personal is personal. Yeah, we, we might not agree on the way to proceed with this business deal earlier, but it's dinner time now. And so at dinner, we not talking about this. You wanna watch a movie, catch up on our favorite show, right? You gotta make the transition. And so what that means is I go back to self-care, right? If that means before dinner, you go out and have some just be time, take a walk, retail therapy, go to the gym, right? Let, let that out. Do that first before switching to the personal time. Mm -hmm. Because you do need that time. I have been like red in rare form. But when I go out and I go to the health and wellness center, and I take my time in that sauna, um, I come back refreshed and renewed. And I come back, cook dinner, we sit and watch our shows, right? I, I turn it off. And so having those just be times is how I turn off one part to get into the next one. So, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, as you were talking, when it comes to having those kinds of disagreements or differing of opinions when you and your spouse is in business together. And I, and I think it's, it's it, we can pretty much say this for marriage in general, but, you know, as we're talking about, um, you know, as it relates to business today, I think about the importance of honor, humility, and submission, right? Because a lot of times, we don't always honor the perspective and the opinion of other people, you know, because I think I'm right, he think he right. And so we're like, listen to me, listen to me. I'm right, I'm right. And I think that sometimes we have to decide which is more important to be right for the relationship. But the other thing that's important is being able to yield to the person with the the expertise or that level of success in that area and sometimes when we don't walk in humility we want to know everything and we want to make decisions and it's like i got it you don't really know about this but i know about this mm -hmm. and it's kind of you know and sometimes we don't mean it in marriage but we can come off as condescending and superior. Like I know more than you, like Vince, you know what I mean? Vincent knows more than me or, or Valencia knows more than Antoine. And at the end of the day, if you're talking about a partnership, it's about submitting and, and submitting just simply means to yield. And so it's like, sometimes 
I'm going to trust Valencia's decision and perspective and we're going to go that way even if I don't agree but you got to be humble enough to do that right because even though I think I'm right yeah. you know what Valencia got this one today she taking she leading us today how difficult is that when you talk about you know being in business with your husband Listen, that question is spot on. <laughs> spot on. Let me tell you why. <clears throat> because I have seen growth in that area between us uh -huh. in the last six months, right? Because we are in two different fields, right? So he's a truck driver, an owner operator, a business owner. I'm a project manager, right? Uh, handle all the operational logistics, right? So as we're, we complement each other well, our two skill sets for the businesses that we have, <clears throat> it is, Antoine is one, you know, you have some husbands, they just not interested, honey, whatever you decide, go with it, right? But then you have some husbands that want input. Mine's want input <laughs> all the time about <laughs> everything. <laughs> It is so bad. Even down to the small, he wants input. He doesn't want you to leave him out of anything. So what I found interesting is, is that sometimes when, like recently we had a meeting for a business deal, and I felt like trucking is his business. You, you've been doing this for 20 something years. So I think you should leave this, right? Now I'm here, I'm right here, you know, but I feel like this is your expertise. Everything I know about it, I learned from you. So you should leave this. Now, there's other times when in on my side of the fence, you know, I have another business deal right now on the table. And so he gives his input on that side, even though this is my expertise, he wants to give input and listen, I let him. Because we're a team. At the end of the day, we are a team. It doesn't care if he hasn't read a book on project management. It doesn't matter. I respect his opinions. I respect his advice. I think he's super intelligent. And so I want to hear what he has to say. Does it mean that I'm always going to take everything he says? No, it does not. But the one thing that it does when we talk, we bounce it off of each other. Yeah. It, like you gotta experience that. It is a beautiful thing to, you know, for the two of you to talk because he has one, he's one, he's left-handed. And I always call him left-handed shark because I think left-handed people, they they have a keen sense yeah. of thought that's yeah. slightly different than right-handed right. people. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing to see how when we talk, he comes from one perspective, I come from another. But the together, we we make it work, right? I mean, yeah. to, to see that chemistry is amazing. Awesome. And it, it really is amazing. And so I think that, you know, first of all, when you get to a point, again, self-love, self-care, get yourself right first. Because if you don't get yourself right first, this is never, you're never going to reach this level of maturity to even be able to do this. Um, I don't ever have a problem with saying, yeah, I was wrong. I don't ever have a problem with saying, mm -hmm. or you know what? You was right. I told you you was wrong earlier, but 
you was right, right? These are the things that we have to do, right? It's Again, this is my partner. He's not somebody from the streets. This is somebody that I love and I'm spending my life with. So these are the conversations, but yeah, you got to know when to fall back. Um, like I said, even in, on my side of the fence, I listen. I listen to what he tells me. Um, and then we talk about it. And then if, if it doesn't make sense, I say, well, help me understand. Like, because sometimes you know how you get irritated. You be like, Vince, I just told you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and sometimes he says that to me. I said, but wait a minute, wait, wait. I just want to understand. Like, I, I hear you, but I don't understand. So I'm only asking you again because I just want to understand it. See, it, you understand it. That's why you're telling it to me. But it doesn't mean that I understand. Mm-hmm. And so that that there, that chemistry is it's awesome. But you got to know when to listen, yeah. listen and not listen to respond, but intake the information that is being said to you. Yeah. And then respond. Yeah. And, and, and you used the word chemistry a couple of times. And I think that that part is so important because as you describe the two perspectives with you and your husband, they complement one another. But when there's not an understanding of the compliment, we often fight each other instead yes. of complimenting one another, right? That's right. So That's right. I just think that everything that you just said was so key because for those of us who are someone who might be listening, who is in business with their spouse, it's important to recognize and always look for the similarities and the things that you complement one another on and not the weaknesses and the flaws because sometimes we can focus more on what's not going right instead of focusing on what is good. It's always good to build strength, even when you're talking about business, right? And as you were, as you were talking, the other thing I thought about, which is, you know, here's the deal. I'm a wife, so I'm gonna say this, right? And, and I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say by always saying, when it comes to right or wrong, when we are in these relationships, it's not about who's right. It's about the relationship. And you always shoot to preserve the relationship and not being right all, yes. all the time. So I'm gonna preface it with saying that. But I am gonna say, Valencia, how do you deal with and speak to that woman who is in business with her husband, her husband makes the decision or the wife makes the decision and the husband or wife know they wrong. They know they did it. (laughs) They know they did it and they just live and thought with their spouse. Talk them through that scenario. It can be male or female. The one thing that I thought about as you were saying this is you have some relationships um, where male or female, you know, you always had the dominant one, right? And so it's almost a thing where, you know, not to do what I say, but the actions is pretty much leading that way, right? And I've, I've watched some television shows, like therapy type of television shows. I think the newest one, um, I can't, I think her name is AJ. Um, I watched one that um, I think it was a comedian guy and his wife, and she seemed to be kind of soft-spoken, 
right? Um, they've been together a long, long time. Um, I probably 15 plus years or something like that. So you know how comfortable we can get in our relationships over the years, right? Like, you know, this is dysfunctional or you know something's not right, but because we've been doing it this long for so long, listen, I'm used to it, right? That is wrong. And so what I would say to that person, um, because it goes back to the suffering in silence, right? You know, business is good. So I ain't gonna worry about it. The money flowing, right? Um, yeah, he get on my nerves and yeah, he controlling the heat, blah, 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 blah. But how are you doing? It's, it's not sitting well with you. And so what do you do, right? Now you have to make the decision because clearly it's not about the money. It's probably more about your lifestyle and you don't want to, you know, shake it up by mentioning it, mentioning it. But I would go back to what I said earlier of betting on you. This is your spouse. He's not going nowhere. She's not going nowhere, right? But what you do is you got to communicate it. It's not going to, again, how uncomfortable the topic may be. And the only reason why the, the conversation is going to be uncomfortable is because you let too much time go by and you didn't say anything. So think about it. I always say sometimes when something not right in the beginning, when you see the red flag in the beginning, don't ignore that flag. <laughs> the red flag is there for a reason. And when you see the flag, you bring it up in the beginning. Don't let it fester for 10 or 15 years because it really doesn't hold no weight to you. It's really gonna make it more difficult when you get to that point. But you gotta, I go back, bet on you. If you're unhappy about it, you have just as much stake in this business as this person does, the other person does. Have the conversation. It's gonna be uncomfortable. Brace yourself for the uncomfortableness. One thing that I do consistently, I don't care who it is, a friend, the children, or my husband, whenever I know I'm gonna walk into an uncomfortable topic, I start the conversation with a prayer. Why? Because I wanna set the atmosphere first. Because I already know that I'm about to go into a war as soon as I bring this up. And, you know, emotions, our emotions, they they just do what they do. We're reactive. Some of us are reactive people. And it's going to come out. I started with a prayer. And I asked him, I asked God to um, be in the midst of this conversation. I pray that all hearts and minds are open. I pray that what is said here can be received. Um, and if there is, and if, it, if it's not going to be anything fruitful that is going to come from this conversation, may we end it in a positive way and maybe revisit it at another time. You'd be surprised that every time I've done that with the kids or Antoine, it calms the atmosphere immediately. Because now you're going into it like, okay, right, let me calm down. Right now, does that mean it's not going to escalate? It may, but the atmosphere is definitely, the waters is definitely going to be calm going in, right? You ask the hearts and minds to be open to receive this information. You got, listen, no one wants to have conflict, right? Nobody goes, well, some, right? Mm -hmm. Some people who, that's their profession. 
That's just what they do. They love it. They love the thrill, the drop. But most of us don't. But what I would say is that you have to. Um, it'll be healthier for your relationship going forward. Um, it'll be a higher respect level between the two of you, right? It might even bring some awareness to the other person who know they wrong. <laughs> it's almost like you're holding them accountable. It's no different if your spouse go out here and mess around with somebody. The one thing I say is, listen, I'm responsible for myself. He's responsible for his self. So when I go out this door, I don't care four men whistling at me. I don't care. Because I, 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 as a matter of fact, I avoid it at all costs. If somebody's talking to me, how you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know, but you know, if, if I'm gonna come, my husband gonna come with me, right? Like you, you, you deflect the conversation because you have a responsibility. I, I, I don't, I don't take to, oh man, I slipped up. They will slip up, but they have a responsibility to you. So the, the deal is this, have the conversation and pray in the prayer, <laughs> pray that the eyes, ears and minds will be open and maybe it will help the other person. You never know. That person might come forward and admit the wrongdoing. <laughs> they might come forward and admit. Why? Because you approach this situation differently than what they thought. And they might take it to, it's almost like shaking the devil up. Like you done shook them up, right? And so now you have shifted, you've shifted everything. So have the conversation as, uncomf as uncomfortable as it may be. Have the conversation, start it off with prayer. Um, is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. But at least it's a start in the right direction. But more importantly, bet on you first. If, if you want to be happy personally in your relationship, bet on you. Make the hard decision and you won't be sorry for it. That's good. That's good. And the other thing that I was thinking about too is re resist the urge to say, I told you so. You oh. know, sometimes we as wives, we as husbands, has have a way of rubbing a failure in the other person's face. See, I told you if you would have did this and you would have did that, and it goes with the lecturing after a failure or mm -hmm. after, you know, maybe things didn't go out the way you want them to. And you want to be sensitive to that. So but how does that benefit anybody? It doesn't benefit. There's no win to that. There's no, no win. To win. That. It's no win and it and what it does is it it demeans the other person. But you know, we find ourselves in those scenarios where it's like, I told you, I told you we shouldn't have did it. We just shouldn't have did it. And it's like how bit how you know, that is one of the things when we got time for it, we kind of do. And it, and it just it just messes up, like you said, the atmosphere and the environment because now you're pointing fingers. And when you're talking about business, you know, business, there's gonna be some losses and some gains. At the yes. end of the day, if you guys are working together, going in one direction, even a loss is a gain because you're learning from it, you're growing from it. And yes. sometimes we don't always look at losses as gains, but we need to. And I think the other thing, 
with submission and yielding, Valencia, is it increases the respect of one another when you, when they know that you are willing to let them take, you know, you know, let them go in that direction, or you're willing to stand by their side even if you don't agree, or even if you have questions or you come from another perspective. And that's that part of humility that as a woman, as a wife, um, you know, I'm learning every day how, you know, it is so important to always put the relationship over the experience um, or the moment. Because walking in that place of humility, it's gonna cause you to think more about us instead of me. Right. And I think the other piece, the added piece is that if you keep in mind every day that you two are one, it's yes. two of you, but it's really only one of you. And you're, you're, you're only as strong as the weakest link, which brings me to another point. There are some um, marriages or relationships where one might be um, more advanced or whatever than the other, but the other is not. Instead of you, you know, going out there and making all the decisions, basically this person has no input, right? And not saying that you purposely made it like that, but here's the thing. If that person doesn't know, your your your, your bond is not as strong. Mm -hmm. You need you both to be on the same page. So the one thing with me and Antoine, we both knew what we knew, right? But when I met Antoine, he didn't know anything about a computer. He actually asked me, what's that thing right there sitting on the desk? And I said, it's a computer. And he said, what do you use that for, right? And I told him, this was 22 years ago. And over the years, I began to teach him and show him things. And then he started to just be interested and teach himself, same way as, as his profession. He started teaching me things that I had no clue about, right? It only made us stronger as a team. Yes. Right? And so that is so important. If you have a spouse that I, I, I have people that I know who know nothing about their personal affairs. Why? Because the other spouse handles it all. That is not a good sign. You always want to make sure that if your spouse doesn't know, that you educate them, right? You you always want to make sure they know because it should something happen to you and you guys are in business and something happens to you, the whole boat goes down. Mm -hmm. Do you want that? I wouldn't think that you would want that. So make sure you're educating your spouse on certain things, rather it be your personal business or your businesses. Make sure that your spouse knows just as um, just as much as you do. So the both of you can be successful. Because again, it's not that you're successful. You both are successful. So if one is failing, you both are failing. I think that that is important for couples to know that. If one is failing, you both are failing. If one is failing and one is strong, you both are failing. Yeah. <laughs> you both are failing. And that's... And, and I'm, you know, that it's so good that you say that. I think about it kind of put me in the mind of, you know, like my experience in business. And so both Vincent and I have been in um, business for years, but my line of business, Vincent is not 
um, you know, that's not his area. It's not his area. It's not his expertise. You know, when I opened up my practice in 2009 and moved into my first office, he knew everything that I was doing. He knew the what's, the why's, the how's, but he wasn't necessarily involved in the operations of it, but yet he was still closely and intimately involved in the building of it. And even now, you know, in the where I am now, you know, one thing that I always do is I always incorporate my husband into my business, into, you know, get his advice, get his expertise of things. And I'm specifically and strategically saying this because there may be some people on that are listening who may not necessarily be a team in business in terms of working in the same business, but that doesn't mean that you're still not a team. You know, when it comes to business, business is transferable. So, you know, when I'm talking about marketing stuff, when I'm talking about, you know, whatever it is, I go to my husband first, you know, for, um, you know, for advice and things like that. And that's one of the benefits of, like you said, being a team and being able to learn from one another. I don't rely on another man to give me information, you know, unless they have the expertise for it. But at the end of the day, I know I can go to my husband and say, well, what about this? And what about this? Whether I agree or not, that's a different story. Cause uh, <laughs> you know, we got uh, Martin Luther and Malcolm X over here. Okay. <laughs> so I already know the power of that duo. <laughs> so, so it's a little, I gotta calm him down and he gotta put some fight in it. I don't know. But the, but the part that I enjoy is that I respect him and, you know, I respect his input and I don't look at it like you're not a clinician. You don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like I don't, and, and that is sometimes the dynamics we find ourselves into as couples, you know, working with couples, as long as I've been working with couples, a lot of times that is the thing that I found, you know, like we, we tend to isolate our partner by thinking we know more because we're in a certain field. And, you know, you don't wanna, you, you never wanna isolate, as you said, um, you know, Valencia, the team. You never wanna bring division in that team. And that only hurts the team when you do that. And so, I, I mean, I really think that all the things that we talked about today is just so powerful and so needed because, you know, in being in business with your spouse, it is a, an amazing thing. And I, I just, you know, I admire that about you and Antoine. And I think that, you know, that is definitely a model for people to follow, especially when you have a true foundation, um, you know, whether it's in God or in marriage, you know, it's really about you guys and building on that. And so before we go, is there anything else you would like to say about this? Um, well, I think we, we definitely said a mouthful and I agree. I think that, you know, between the, the tips that I shared and then, you know, our dialogue back and forth that this is an excellent model to follow, right? 
Will you get it right um, at the beginning? You might not, but don't give up on it because, you know, giving up on it is like giving up on your relationship, which I know that is not the intent, right? Um, the other thing I would add is um, I'm, I'm not a therapist by far, <laughs> but um, I'm definitely always open to speaking, you know, to anybody who is having a challenge. Um, you know, I conversate with a lot of people just informally, right? Um, I'm not a therapist, but I do have a lot of experiences and I have experienced a lot, right? And so I'm basically, as I said earlier, just sharing with you my experiences. That's simply it. And so if there's anybody who, you know, would like to communicate with me, I'm definitely open to, to a discussion, right? Um, secondly, um, as I mentioned, we have two businesses and so... Um, this is a national trucking company. Um, we haul uh, hazardous materials and specialized freight. And so um, we're in the uh, Phoenix, Arizona area. Um, so I don't know, maybe you might have some listeners that um, uh, listen from this area, but our website is www.goodsonnationaltrucking.com. And that is one in between Goodson and National uh, Trucking.com. And then Goodson Management Group. Um, it's uh, a project management consultant firm and we help um, new and existing businesses build um, and take try to take them to the next level of success through um, operational systems and um, um, project management methodologies or, or practices. Um, so if anyone is in need of that, if you have a new business and you, you need some guidance on how to build it, <clears throat> build the infrastructure for it, um, definitely check us out. Um, if you're an existing business that, you know, things are a little chaotic for you and you just need a partner to um, come alongside you to help you with the day-to-day, um, you know, so productivity can become better and you as the owner can get out here and do what you do best, um, uh, definitely look us up. Our website is www.goodsonmgroup.co. So, Ebony, I just wanted to say thank you so much for um, even reaching out to me and considering uh, me for this interview. And again, I'm always available to you whenever you need. Wow. So much knowledge for those in partnership in business and marriage. Valencia gave us some very powerful self-care tips that are guaranteed to help us to create success and balance in our daily lives. She talked about the importance of always betting on yourself. She told us to go forward and refuse to go backwards. Valencia encouraged us to just chill and realize that all things can't be done in a day. And she talked about the power of seeking out therapy. Valencia poured from her business and marriage partnership experience and talked about how to manage and maintain them. She taught us how to effectively communicate. She talked to us about the importance of keeping business out of the bedroom. And finally, she encouraged us to never stop dating our spouses. So much wisdom that I believe will help all of us throughout our journey through purpose. To connect with Valencia, you can reach her on Facebook at Goodson M National and on Instagram at Goodson National 
trucking. Again, this is Ebony Vaughn and Kingdom Family, Rise and Shine.